Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Simi Pro. I am one of your hosts, Dalton Barrett, and in the studio with me, I have got my good friend. Hi, I am Joshua Clements, or uh, Tired Man. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell that story in a, in a, in a little bit, but uh, today we're going <laughs> to ask a question that no one else will ever dare to ask. Is Godzilla 1998 better than you remember it? In light of this new era of American Godzilla that we've entered, we want to to see, because Kong 2005 was great, we want to see if this movie is at least as good as Kong 2005. Maybe it's a masterpiece, and you won't find out until the end of this video. You may already know the answer, but you may not. So stick around and listen to us talk about it. And you'll, you'll, you'll see. Um, so for a little clarification, we were going to record this podcast episode last night, um, after I finished (laughs) the movie and I fell asleep while watching and didn't have a chance to record. Then we were going to record this this morning, uh, earlier and Josh slept through that. So does that say anything? I, I, I think this movie might be the cure for insomnia. Honestly, yeah. Now, that being said, I fall asleep during movies frequently. Um, and I also don't wake up in the mornings pretty frequently. I say mornings. It's six. It's nearly seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, uh, your, your sleep schedule is backwards. It's morning for me. Uh, I guess now it's, it's noonish for me. But Godzilla but 98. Godzilla 98 is one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. Well, you weren't supposed to spoil the answer, Josh. We're only two minutes into this thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Godzilla it's, 98 is one of the most... It's not even frustrating. I don't even want to call this movie frustrating. Godzilla vs. Kong 62 was frustrating. This movie is just bad. Like, yeah, like... I, nothing, nothing about this movie in any way, shape, or form works... Yeah, like, like it's like there's, it's not like it's not like like even Kong two thousand five. Like if you don't like that movie, you can still watch it and go, oh wow, you know King Kong was really good for two thousand five CGI. Well, I you, I think Kong two thousand five. The more I've thought about it and reflected on it, and um, just like slept on that movie, I love that movie. I I really hope that that this kind of because everybody's been reviewing it, and so I hope a lot more people watch it. That movie I think is is really 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 good. Um, it's it's long, it's it's a little long, but outside of that, I think it's a really good movie. This movie, on the other hand, is somehow just as bad and significantly worse than I remember it. <laughs> like at the same time. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think I think as a kid, I didn't really understand. Like I, I say, as a kid, I've seen this movie multiple times throughout the years for some reason. Um, but I, like, it somehow within the between the last time I watched this movie properly, and like it wasn't just on in the background while I ate dinner or something. Um, and now I have a better understanding of filmmaking in general, and this movie just like. There's movies that are bad because you watch it and you go, you know, this character is badly written or this this plot point doesn't make sense. There is nothing, nothing good about this movie because you, you you always hear people say, oh, the CGI is kind of the CGI is really rough. And it's like, yeah, but the CGI is the least of this movie's problems. And I say we start with the movie's biggest problem, and that's the fact that it's got Matthew Broderick in it. Well, yes, but we'll get there. I I, I do want to make the the comment that if Kong 2005 was a love letter to the original. Godzilla 98, you know, that that movie felt like Peter Jackson writing a love letter to the original King Kong film. I mean, wholeheartedly, it was just so heartfelt and 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 all of that. This movie feels like uh Roland Emmerich writing the audience's suicide note for them. Like it it's it's <laughs> everything about this movie is is borderline painful to get through. And that does start with Matthew Broderick. I don't know how Matthew Broderick gets work. I genuinely don't. Because he is so he, I, I know he was in Ferris Bueller, and Ferris Bueller works despite of Matthew like like 
it doesn't work because Matthew Broderick is in it. Ferris Bueller works because it's a great story and needed just a, a, a super generic face. Matthew Broderick is one of the worst actors that just, he doesn't get much work anymore, but one of the worst actors that just kept getting work <laughs> in Hollywood. And he was in everything in the 90s. And he's so bad. Like, and this movie is sort of the 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 culmination of that i guess he he's so frustrating uh, he plays a character named i don't remember his first name is it nick 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 nick, nick Totopoulos is his name and apparently th- apparently that's hilarious right his last name is hard to pronounce and that's the funniest thing ever because they keep making that joke and then pausing for audience laughter yeah i don't i don't i i, I don't understand why it's fun? Like it's not a hard name to pronounce. No, not at all. I don't. And like, like, okay. So the the it's named after the guy who made um, the Godzilla costume. So it's an actual person. So is Roland Emmerich just making fun of this guy who has an actual name? He's making fun <laughs> of people who are working for him. They're, they're, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Okay. Yeah. So the movie starts with with nuclear tests and really like it, it goes on for like 30 minutes. and it's just bad colored footage of iguanas and nuclear tests that said it does have a really cool explosion and i'm never going to turn down the ability to watch a nuke go off because and i, you know. I yeah I, I like the opening credits a lot because i like the main theme uh that is one positive i will give this movie i do like the soundtrack and i like that that godzilla theme that's used in the opening credits i like the idea of Godzilla being a mutated iguana like I like they, they found sort of a I don't want to say a more contemporary way um, to work in him being like uh, a you know nuclear radiated lizard um, he's not prehistoric in this which I think he was in the 30s Godzilla uh, and in the the new American Godzilla uh, but I like I like that aspect and I like that they don't dwell on it for too long that could have been the whole movie but they instead well, they, just they they managed to find it because uh, Nick Tatopoulos just kind of like they're, they're it's going, Tatopoulos. <laughs> they're just going like, oh, what, what is this thing? And he just turns around and he goes, "It's a mutated lizard from the nuclear test." He doesn't know about any of this. He just says it, and apparently because he knows worms, because he's the worm guy. That got on my nerves so bad because the we know it's a mutated iguana. We, as the audience, know that. The government doesn't know that. The military doesn't know that. Matthew Broderick doesn't know that. He but just, instead... He says it. And they, they go, well, yeah, no, he's right. He says he's mutated. He doesn't say that it's from the nuclear test. We find that out when the French enter the scene. And we'll, no, we'll no, dedicate, no, no. Yes, Josh, no, I remember no. very vividly. He no, finds out about see. the nuclear test through the French guy. Uh, who does a great Elvis impression when the French guy tells him he does say that he is nuclear. He does say that he's radiated by nuclear energy because he knows that from studying the radiated earthworms. Here's where it gets me. No, no, no. He he says, and I remember this. He says like, based on where it comes from the map, he must come from. And then he points at the, the East Pacific islands and he goes here because they always do nuclear tests around this area. He says that. And then it's only later that you find out that like the French guy's like, yeah, it, it was all it was all nuclear tests. That, well, that's the that's the reveal, and it gets revealed five minutes into the movie. Anyway, that's not that's not frustrating. What's frustrating is Nick Totopoulos is studying radiated earthworms, and the U.S. government says, "Hey, you who's studying radiated earthworms, why don't you come also study this dinosaur?" They don't know he's radiated at this point. They just know he's a dinosaur, a giant dinosaur who collapsed a fishing boat. And they say, Nicholas, Nick, Nick, Nicholasopolis, come with me. And st- Matthew Broderick, I want you to study this dinosaur. It's completely out of your, your expertise. It's completely out of the realm of things that you should know. We want you to study it. And it, that gets on my nerves so much because it well, doesn't okay. make sense. Yeah, so my, my first one of my first notes is Matthew Broderick's driving in the rain. Look out for you two Irish ladies. Um, <laughs> this should also be noted. Everything in this movie, every scene in raining. this movie is rain. <laughs> it rains for like a week straight. I don't I don't understand why. Because like like rain makes it harder to CGI stuff. So from what I can understand, 
because if you if you watch this movie, they don't do any sort of like rain makes it harder to CGI stuff now, because um, you have to do rain displacement and stuff. But they didn't do that back then. They just like made things shinier, and the, and yeah. the rain would hide that. It's, it's not even like like Godzilla. Sorry, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm not. I don't want to compare this to a movie that came out. 20 years later and is significantly and it, better in every possible so way <laughs> <laughs> but like like godzilla king of the monsters has a thing where when when Godot is flying around because of his size he attracts a giant storm which makes sense it, like like sure it doesn't make sense in physics but i'm i'm not looking for physics in the giant monster movie you know um and like okay i buy that there's no explanation for the rain other than yeah it's new york it's rainy but <laughs> that's it, that's it <laughs> I'll, we'll talk I about hate, New York in a minute. I hate yeah, I hate movie. this movie. So, okay. Yeah. So, Matthew Broderick's in Chernobyl studying ones. He's got pictures of his college girlfriend who he hasn't seen in years, apparently. Which is really weird because apparently yeah. he's angry at her and holds yeah. a grudge against her for 10 years, even though he has pictures of her in his equipment, which is also creepy, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's major stalker vibes. <laughs> and then we find out later in this movie that the two have no chemistry whatsoever. Like, no, it's so no. frustrating to me that this movie exists. Yeah. Um, this, I, also, I also just want to say that this is the most Roland Emmerich movie. Because oh. what 90% of this movie is a guy in the foreground doing something, but he can't hear what's going on behind him because he has headphones in or he's on the phone or he's just deaf or he's just a Ronan Emmerich character. It doesn't matter. They like half of this movie is foreground shots with stuff going on in the background that no one pays attention to because it's meant to be funny. The the main issue with the character stuff in this movie, which is, is what's bad is every character, you know, you have your movies like independence day where you have, uh, an overabundance of comic relief characters, we'll say, but there is still the few straight guys. Like like Will Smith would be the straight guy in Independence Day, and the president would be the straight guy in Independence Day. And because of that, you do have some normalcy. Every character in this movie is comic relief. Every one of them. There's not a serious character in this movie at all, even down to like, like the military experts, uh, the, and, and the government and, and all of those people, they're all played as comic relief characters. Even Godzilla to, to, uh, to an extent, uh, is played for jokes. So there's not a serious character, like even straight up comedies have your straight man, because that's an important character to bring your story, to ground your story and bring realism. This movie doesn't have that. There is no character in this movie who is taken seriously. Matthew Broderick is the goofy funny scientist and you can't pronounce his name. You got you got Roger Ebert as the mayor and he's a goofball. The the the, that, the that love one, interest lady. The, the Roger Ebert stuff's so weird. The um but do you, do you know who should have been the main character? Who? Gene Reno, the, the the French guy, Leon the the, the professional. Yeah, no, he's the only good character in the movie. He's the only person who I cared about the whole time. That yeah. and, and and I like the cameraman, uh, Simpsons guy. I can't remember the actor. Uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. He was great. I liked him, and I liked uh, I I I like Gene Reno. Yeah, Gene I I Gene Reno's like subplot where he just wants a good cup of coffee is more invested than anything Matthew Broderick does the entire movie. The fact that Matthew Broderick is the main character of this movie is, it cannot be stressed enough. It is the worst part of this already bad movie. The, the, so the movie starts, like when the movie starts, there's, a, there's an army guy who comes to grab him and he's just a dick to him. And I just thought, I like this army guy more than I like Matthew Broderick. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's when they first make the joke about his name. And it's like, okay, we'll do this once and then it'll be fine. But it happens 20 more times throughout the movie. He calls him like Tetrapopolis or something. And he's like, it's Tetopolis. But then they keep on making that joke. You got Every the, character makes the joke. You get the, the redhead from Friends who's there and she's making on unwanted um advances at matthew broderick and she also can't pronounce his name and it's like so let's let, okay we're, we're ranting too much about matthew broderick let's yeah. get into the plot okay. so okay uh i'm gonna rant a bit now about filmmaking <laughs> every, every character in this movie is so vague no one says anything so so the army guy drags uh nick totopolis to a footprint and it's he's totopolis like, he's like oh this is your sample 
Just say you're standing in a footprint. Just say what you're looking for. Don't don't try and be like cool. I'm not watching CSI. I'm watching Godzilla. <laughs> I want to see a giant monster walk through a city and destroy everything in front of its path. I don't want to see Matthew Broderick standing in the mud looking at worms for 50 minutes. Well, I, hate I, I will say this. This is another very, very slight positive. They get to the Godzilla stuff really quickly. Compared with something like 2014 that took over half the movie to set up the Godzilla stuff, we see Godzilla start destroying stuff pretty early on. Now, we don't Fuck. see Godzilla. They, they do the Jaws thing where they don't reveal uh, what he looks like. But we do start to see some of the destruction very early on. I think it's the the 35-minute mark when we're in New York and Godzilla starts destroying things and we see his face at the 40-minute mark. The, the best, some of my favorite stuff in this movie is when you don't see Godzilla, but you just see, like, yeah. the destruction. Like, that, that stuff's genuinely cool. I can look past the bad CGI, and it, like, and I'm like, oh, wow, this actually looks pretty neat. Um, like, like, uh, the, the, everyone knows it, the scene at the dock where the guy's running and oh, Godzilla's destroying it. it's a beautiful scene. That scene that's is practical, by the way. Good. Uh, that's yeah, a miniature. All the practical stuff looks fantastic. Oh, in this movie. Even, and it makes me wonder why they didn't do more of it. So the the um, one of the things uh, one of w w the thing that made this movie somewhat successful box office wise because it did okay. Uh, it didn't do great, but it did okay in in its opening weekend box office. And then people realized this movie's bad and didn't go see it. <laughs> but the this movie had brilliant advertising, and there's a scene that was cut from the movie that they used only for a trailer. And they're in this, and this is the kind of stuff that sells a Roland Emmerich movie, by the way. He doesn't reveal anything. Like his first, his first big movie, Stargate, they, they show the Stargate, but they never go through the Stargate. And um, you, so you have to see the movie to see what's on the other side of the Stargate. And it was just really stupid. Independence Day, <laughs> which is a movie that's a guilty pleasure film of mine. Um, I know it's bad, but I still love it just for whatever reason. Um, they show the clip over and over and over of the White House exploding, but they never show like the alien. The, they never show much of the actual plot. They just show like the action bits. There's a great trailer you can pull up on YouTube for this movie, where they're in a museum and they walk up to the T-Rex exhibit, and all these kids are just staring at the T-Rex, and it's it's huge and it's scary. And then crashing through the ceiling comes Godzilla's foot, and it smushes the T-Rex skeleton and then just pulls out and goes away and that's the trailer they never showed what godzilla actually looked like in any of the marketing they never showed that all of your main characters are idiots and deserve to die. <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of scenes like that in the opening bits of this movie like i said they do the jaws thing where they don't show godzilla because there's a there's a really weird scene so like like hank Azaria runs out after godzilla and they like they show his tail whipping around the corner and it looks really cool and everything and then somehow he manages to to corner Godzilla. Like he he runs to the right or something, and he's now ahead of Godzilla. The, the, this movie, this movie is so confusing in so many ways. And one of them is that it just it blatantly ignores laws of traversal. Like it just it. They're, they're, okay. I, the I, laws of traversal aren't the worst law that this movie ignores. No, because we get to New York. And we have our first big Godzilla action scene. The The stuff studying and figuring out outside of New York doesn't last very long because Godzilla makes his way to New York. And Matthew Broderick makes the comment, he's here to nest. Like, he, you know, he's... he's no, he's, he's, a, he's a Godzilla expert, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. So we, we figured that out. We have our first big Godzilla chase through the street. We still haven't seen him, but we just see him destroying stuff. I like that part of it a bit. I like that they made Godzilla faster in this. I like the speed. And he's just running through the city, just destroying stuff. And then we cut to uh, the 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 mayor landing, and or no, the, the, the army general lands, and he starts talking to one of his army guys. And this army man makes the comment, we lost him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I put this down. Uh, he, they, they say... He can easily hide. And I'm thinking, can he? What? He, he, he's pretty big. He's the size of the building. He's bigger than most of the buildings. He's as see. big as the Chrysler building. The building that Kong climbs in Kong 2005? He is as big as that building. Yeah, and he, like, I feel like if you just look at the skyline, you can probably see him move. 
Some I, people have theorized since this that since he was a radioactive lizard, he had some camouflaging abilities. Okay, but so, that's okay, stupid. So, no, no, no. They so when they, when they were making this movie, one of the things that they toyed around with the idea of was that he could change, like like a comedian, he could camouflage himself and he can change color. Apparently, some of that still remains in the movie because depending on what scene he's in, he's going to have different color skin. But I'm thinking, I'm still thinking, like. It's not like he can flatten himself against a building and change color. He's he is a building. You're gonna walk into him if you just look. It's and, it's so stupid. How do, and, it, and it doesn't happen once. They don't no, lose it Godzilla like once. Times. It happens so many times. It's Half so of the movie. Okay. Stupid. The movie. Every Godzilla scene in this is the same five scenes. It's army generals chase Godzilla. Godzilla disappears. Nick Totopoulos says something blatantly <laughs> obvious that we know that he has no way of knowing. That's a lot and of fish, Josh. That's, that's a himself. lot of fish. <laughs> that's a lot of fish. <laughs> it's the yeah, so, in the whole movie. And that's they, a lot. Uh, I also like that because after that scene, they say, uh, he, uh, we have exclusive footage of Godzilla. And then uh, they show the exclusive footage and it looks like a stroke. <laughs> Because you can't see anything in it. <laughs> They're like, this is exclusive footage. The camera's cracked. It's got different colors. You can't... It looks like a blur of pixels. What are you on about? And then the 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 other Simpsons guy. Um, the mayor of uh, the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Because this, this is a Simpsons reunion film. He, he's on the news and he's he's just blatantly distracting and he says there's a there's there's a dinosaur loose in New York City check the exclusive footage here and then it's just like fuzz <laughs> <laughs> like it's just static on your television it, it looks like it looks like a bowling alley screen when you get a strike <laughs> but it's like it's a bowling alley you don't want to be in after nine o'clock at night yeah it, it, it's a bowling alley somewhere in Detroit it's the bowling um, alley from <laughs> <laughs> the Big Lebowski but today. Uh, it's so uh, frustrating. And and so then we get some more like generic science garble. And that's yeah, when we, we need to we need that's a lot of fish. We need to get some fish. <laughs> well they come up with this plan. Number one, lizards don't eat fish. Um but that was one of the Toho requirements. Uh Godzilla can't eat people, only fish. That was one of the requirements that Toho gave them and they followed it. We're that also the only one that they gave him that they follows. <laughs> right. It, it, well, so I've heard all of this, and, and the the majority of the things I wish I'm just remembering them off the top of my head. Oh, one of them was he must have three rows of dorsal fins on his back, and he does. Uh, four fingers on his hands, three fingers on his feet, which he does. And so they followed those. I mean, they followed the design requirements pretty much. To a T, he just looks nothing like Godzilla. Like, well, I think there, was, there was another Godzilla. Uh, there, there's a practical one that was made up by Stan Winston's school. Which, uh, that was for the movie that this movie replaced. There was a movie immediately prior that they, that they were going to There was a movie get... that was going to be made by the guy who did Twister. Uh, he was going to make it, but then eventually that fell through. Uh, uh, Ronan Emmerich joined, and then it became the monster that we know it is today. Right. Roland Emmerich, like, famously hated that script. He was like, it's just two oh, monsters going at it, and I, I don't want to see a movie like that. And it's like, that's you're, that's a Godzilla movie. <laughs> but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't just hate... He didn't hate just, like, the original script. He since, like, he since came out, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've never liked Godzilla. Like, I hate all of the movies. Every, everyone since the 1950s. And I'm thinking, so this is the man... That you like. This is the first time that Godzilla has been Americanized in its entire history. It's also the first reboot in its entire history, and you've got the man who doesn't even know how to write aliens properly to do this. What? I, I, I okay. It's I, frustrating. I'm getting, so I'm getting we're, we're, <laughs> we're introduced at this point in, in the story after Godzilla first attacks New York. We're introduced to the love interest. Uh, who who lives in New York works for the the news anchor who 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 hits on her uh, in a way that just seems like creepy. Not only creepy, but just like ineffective. Um, yeah, because she's, like, she's like, like, "You're you're married, sir," and he's like, "That's not going to stop me." Don't you like men who cheat on other women? You should date me. Like, come over to my house. We'll have a date. And it's like, huh? That seems like it wouldn't work. Um, and. Uh, 
so she's uh, the second worst actor in the movie, second only to <laughs> to, to, to Marlon Brando. Um, nope, <laughs> nope, definitely not Brando, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Um, to Nick Tahiti. Right. And she's just bad. And we're introduced to her friends who are somewhat likable. I don't know if they're actually likable characters or just in this nightmare of a film they're more likable than the other characters, so I latched onto them <laughs> in, in a state of psychosis. Do you know, um, a fun fact about the, the love interest in this movie, uh, this was meant to be her big break, and wow. uh, this movie this movie failed so bad that it caused her to retire from acting. That makes sense. I mean, I... I, I, I don't blame her. Um, she's also but, just not very good in it. No, no, she's... Well, yeah. Okay, so... So Godzilla, they try and lure Godzilla with fish, and then they just shoot at him, and they somehow miss everything. Uh, and then they 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 get three helicopters. And this is <laughs> when I say that this movie ignores the laws of traversal. This is what I mean. Godzilla dives through a building, and they shoot into this hole in the building, and they're like, "I think we got him! I think we got him!" And then Godzilla bursts out of the building behind them. They well, somehow so don't know this. Godzilla's apparently brilliant in this movie, except for the times when he's stupid and he fakes them out. I'm assuming he just like broke the hole in the building, ran around the corner to the backside of the other building so he could break through and, and destroy oh, no, no. these this helicopters. Is, that, that part, that part kind of makes, I can buy that. It's the next part. So he just helicopters. One of them's flying away and they, and they look behind him and they're like, I, I, I can't see him. I think he's gone. Godzilla then appears in front of them <laughs> and below them and jumps up. And I don't, there is literally no way, according to anything that exists, that that works. He just teleports. Godzilla can teleport. <laughs> that is the only explanation for half of the plot. So this is where we we finally see Godzilla at this point in in his full. Um, but yeah, the glory, right. quote unquote glory. And the CGI is just horrible. Like it's just the worst. Like like we were talking about to make it look like he was in the rain, which I guess they threw in the rain to to hide the fact that it looks so bad. Um, if you're watching on YouTube on the splash page, I've used one of the practical uh, effects for it, so it looks good. Like it uh, it looks real, um, but it that doesn't look like that it, much in the movie. Less than 10% of this movie is practical Godzilla. And that says a lot because Godzilla is only in 11 minutes of this movie. <laughs> um, that That's that's real. I looked that up. He's in 11 minutes of this movie. Um, Jeez. And the, 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 the thing about it is uh, this is going to be the hottest take of this episode. I really like the design. Uh, if he were to stand up straighter, it would be a really great modernization of the design but instead they gave him the hunched t-rex look which i'm not a fan like i don't like the way he stands but i really like the more lizardish design of godzilla that they gave him in this movie um yeah well it's not like like it's not faithful but it is a it's a really neat design uh it just gets let down because every time you see it in the movie it looks so ugly <laughs> right like I said, had he stood straight up, they, they, they keep the things that Toho required them to keep. The the fingers, the toes, the dorsal fins. Um, they don't give him atomic breath, which is obnoxious. We find that out during this first scene. It's well, okay. so weird it's... how they beat around the bush with the atomic breath. Apparently, he can like breathe gas or something. No, no, so so what, what happened was um, they didn't want to use atomic breath, so they went with this thing called power breath instead. Uh, which th their idea was that when Godzilla roars, he uh, he produces such a gust of air that it blows away everything in front of it. Um, and then that got leaked prior to the movie releasing. So what they did was they kind of changed it and they just, they added in gas into every scene where he does it. So it looks like atomic breath because stuff catches on fire. So he basically has flamethrower breath. Right, which is stupid. I mean, you're making a movie about a radioactive <laughs> lizard. What's wrong with giving him atomic breath? I don't get it. Um, it's frustrating. But so so we have this chase and there are, I counted, three helicopters in the dumbest helicopter chase ever. Number one, it's just a ripoff of the Death Star fight from the end of New Hope. Um, they're saying like the exact same dialogue and they're just fighting Godzilla. And it's frustrating and it's annoying um, and there are, uh, once again, remember this, three helicopters, and then Godzilla disappears again. 
Yeah, he dives into the wolf. No, no, that's a, that's the later one. Yeah, that happens later, which that scene I really like. I like that bit where Godzilla tucks his arm, so it's always super cute, and then he jumps into the water. But in this <laughs> scene, he just disappears again. And this is where we find out, because, and this is another one of the, the famous Nick Totopoulos scenes that gets on my everlast nerve. When he goes to the gas station, and he goes to buy pregnancy test, and instead of just saying... Hey, I would like a pregnancy test. He says, Hey, I would like a pregnancy test, and it has to have this this chemical in it. And the lady at the counter is just like, Yeah, whatever, man. Here's all the ones we got. And he buys them all. And so we find yeah. out at this point that Godzilla's pregnant. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is I, I hated this because it he like he's talking to Audrey, his love interest, because he's somehow brought her onto a top secret military base, even though he knows that she works on the news. Uh, yeah, so and, so stupid. I get like, I get, like she's in the wrong, right? And I get what they're going for. It's like, oh, she's trying to get her big break, so she's going to use Nick Totopoulos, even though she's still in love with him. And and I get that part, and I get her struggle, and she's like, should I take it? Should I not? And she's in the wrong, absolutely. She's the bad guy in that scenario. But also, why Nick did you bring her? <laughs> why did you oh, bring her to the military base in the first place? No, he, he brought her so that he can tell her, you know, these tests weren't designed for this, but he's pregnant. And I'm thinking, okay, these tests weren't designed for this. Every other word in that sentence is rendered useless by those. You can't... Uh, well, no, because he turns out to be right, so it's not useless. He says he says they're not designed for this, but the, the the lizards and humans have the same chemical compound that lets you know that they're pregnant. My thing is, why did he test this male dinosaur for pregnancy in the first place? Like, why was that his instinct? Well, even then, just like this isn't this isn't like oh, Nick Tetopoulos is he's so smart, he's so he's so aware and full of the situation. <laughs> it's just Nick Tetopoulos is omniscient and can see the movie's script. He he. There's a comment later that where he says, like that he tested it because he thinks that he came to New York to nest because. He was grabbing a lot of fish on the subway. Oh yeah, he says that there's uh, there's more fish than like just Godzilla could eat, which doesn't make sense because Godzilla's a huge dinosaur. Like he's, yeah, he requires a I, lot of fish. That that makes sense if you knew what this like like if a lion was dragging that much fish, you go okay, he's probably got a, a pride to feed. But this is if you saw an animal that you've never seen before start doing this, I wouldn't. My first instinct wouldn't be, "Oh, he's you know he's getting a nest." It would be, "Oh, he's a giant lizard. He probably just <laughs> needs a lot of protein to function." So, Nick Tatopoulos, he does the pregnancy test. And he's like, "Oh, I've got to go tell the military about this." I'm sorry. Let me deliver this line like Matthew Roderick. That was too much. That was too much excitement. Wow, he's pregnant. I've got to go tell the military about this. And so he walks out of the base, leaving love interest alone in the military base. The, the news reporter, who's not actually, she lied to him about that, but he thinks she's a news reporter in the base alone with all the sensitive information, doesn't kick her out, just leaves her there. What do you think is going to happen? I hate this movie. I, I, and then I she leaks so the information so fast, and the news yeah, so runs it so quickly. I work I'm in news. That's not how this works. It doesn't happen that quickly. They're sitting in the meeting, and somebody, before the news report starts, which already gets me, before the news yeah. report starts, one of the one of the generals says, I think we should watch this, guys. And then it cuts to the special report about Godzilla. Yeah. I, I, this movie is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's, 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 God. It, so yeah, that, yeah, he, he, uh, everyone in this movie can see the future and he, uh, he sees the future. <laughs> they watch the report and they all go to, they all turn to Nick Totopoulos because for some reason they mention him directly in the, in the report. Yeah, all she had to do because she cares about him, right? Like, like she's in love with this guy. All you have to do is say anonymous sources claim and then roll the footage where, also, 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 this has to be mentioned. They, they, they make the point of doing the reference with the old fisherman to say Gojira instead of Godzilla. Because um, that was the original Japanese name. Which is a super neat idea and a super neat reference. But then... Uh, there's Simpsons, no way you get Godzilla from Godzilla. There's no way. As an American, as a white American man, you can't mispronounce Gojira 
even if you want to pronounce it like a white guy, you say it like I'm saying it, right? Gorgira. You don't say Godzilla. Like the two don't sound the same. And it's great because it's like it's like you, you see this old Japanese guy say Godzilla, Godzilla, and then and then it's just it's it's Ned Flanders going Godzilla. <laughs> right. And it doesn't make sense. And then but then they name Nick Totopolis by name. All you have to do is say anonymous sources oh, have confirmed. They, they named Nick Totopolis by name and they also circle him because they have footage of him in the footprint. <laughs> I'm thinking like how is this news report going to work originally anyway? Why is he being he's not important. Also, also where did they get that footage from? There's a helicopter going around, I think. Um like no, an it's army the scene where he's in the it. footprint. It's the scene where he's in the footprint from the original, from the from the beginning of the movie. It's the movie footage, which always gets on my nerves, right? It's it's that classic trope where they use the movie footage. They're not filming Nick Titopoulos standing in the Godzilla footprint. Maybe it's just a huge fan of his worm. He's Maybe. the worm guy. Uh, it's one of the worms. One of the worms <laughs> bonded with him like Godzilla Maybe. Jr. does in the cartoon. It bonded with him, and now it's filming him from an aerial shot. So, so at this point, Nick the Topless gets fired, and they go, uh, uh, yeah, get out. You, you leaked leak confidential information. You're lucky we're not executing you. Which is, it's like, uh, you're supposed to feel bad for him in this moment. And I'm like, but no, it's his fault. It. It's his fault. He did but this yeah. to himself. Yeah, and then, so he only gets in a cab, and he, like, he drives away. I don't know where he's driving to. Uh, uh, okay, he gets I would in a cab. Presume back to his like apartment, but he doesn't live in New York, so maybe he's staying in a hotel room. I I, I guess. Uh, but like, Jimmy and I was driving the cab, and he's like, "Yes, I want your help." Ha ha ha. And then <laughs> I would like your ha 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 baguette. I would like your help. I felt that know. well. We created Godzilla. I felt you. You wouldn't know where to get some good coffee. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then he takes them to their warehouse where the French Secret Service is spying on the government because they they were the ones who created uh, Godzilla. Which was a neat reveal. Uh, like they kind of, uh, which they, if they wouldn't revealed it earlier would be neat. Uh, they should have just that should have been the main focus of the movie. Gene Gene Reno should have been the hero of this movie. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <clears throat> he he's he's so good. Uh, and yeah, so he, he takes him there and he's like, hey, we know that you're right about the nest. So uh, do you want to come with us and destroy it all? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, why not? Sure. I, you know, Josh, I've never... Josh, 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 calm down. Too much enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah sure. I, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I would and... love to destroy the nest with you. My it's name also... is Ferris Bueller. He hasn't, he hasn't been in an army situation, so I don't know... Why he'd be like, yeah, sure, I'm down for this. Um, Once again, yeah. Josh, too much enthusiasm. So, so Hank Azaria was spying on them. He goes home and his wife is apparently hosting like 50 million people. I guess uh, th that was supposed to be like a sweet character moment. She's like, these people were trapped on the streets. They've evacuated New York. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, they, they evacuate New York and Mayor Ebert's really annoying about that. <laughs> the Mayor Ebert stuff in this is so bizarre. We haven't even like, talked about it. And it's so, so weird. Yeah, the, the Roger Ebert stuff just because... So, uh, Ebert and Siskel, famous movie reviewers, uh, when they reviewed Stargate and Independence Day, my, uh, Ronan Emmerich's two, you know, big blockbusters before this, uh, they were like, yeah, this is just garbage. Like, all-around garbage. Um, and so, Ronan Emmerich got back at them by being like, ha-ha, hey, look, <laughs> you're an idiot in my movie. Ha-ha-ha. And I'm thinking, he doesn't do anything. He's right most of the time. Well, and... and um. One of the other things about it uh, is, and, and Gene Siskel is, is the one who said this. He goes, yeah, it was one thing to put us in the movie, but you don't do anything with us. Like, you greatly missed the opportunity to kill us off, but you just put us in the movie and then proved us right because this movie's bad. I want to read yeah, through really quick while we're on because I had this pulled up for the, um, for the discussion. This is Roger Ebert's review of this movie. Um, he saw this at the, at the, uh, it's, <clears throat> let me just read you the review. This is from, he, he, in Cannes, France, going to see Godzilla at the Paleus of the Cannes Film Festival is like attending a satanic ritual at St. Peter's Basilica. It's a rebuke of the faith that the building represents. Cannes touchingly adheres to the belief that a film can be intelligent, moving, and grand. Godzilla is a big 
ugly, ungainly device to give teenagers the impression that they're seeing a movie. It was the film festival's closing film, coming at the end like the horse in a parade, perhaps for the same reason. That's the opening of its review for this movie. And like, it, uh, it, oh man. But so they put them in this movie and they don't kill them off or anything. And they're not any dumber than any of the other characters in the movie. They're literally yeah. just there. Yeah. And it's so bizarre. Like, like get, have them get eaten by Godzilla. Yeah. Do the, do the, um, do the Jurassic Park thing where, where the, one of them's on the toilet and gets eaten on the, do something, anything, but they don't do anything with them. They just make, <laughs> they just make Roger Ebert eat candy and Gene Siskel. <laughs> And it's, gives it's a him sucker. a thumbs down at the end. Like I don't. I Gene, Gene, uh, no Cisco. Cisco. Uh, uh, he tells Cisco, "Why are you here?" And he went, I don't know. And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, uh, fantastic, yeah, so then, phenomenal character writing. Yeah. So then Audrey, Audrey, and Hank Azaria, Animal. That's his name. Animal. Uh, <laughs> uh, Audrey and Animal. Are like, yeah, let's follow. Nick and the French guys to this thing. Uh, that's when you get the really good. Like he he has to go through an army checkpoint, and Nick Tatopoulos is like, uh, uh, yeah, the 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 general wanted us. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he he just wanted us to. Um, <laughs> and then the and other then, guy says, "Shut up." <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, I like this guy. Give me more of him. Oh. <laughs> and that's when yeah, and then. Uh, then uh, Gene Reno does uh, his best <laughs> his best Elvis impression. He's like, "Oh, thank you very much. I, uh, I'm supposed to come in here to to see the to, to to study something." And they're like, "Yeah, no, that 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 passes. Come on, <laughs> come on in." And so they just let him in there, uh, and that's when they find the eggs. Uh, Godzilla is dead at this point. We didn't even mention Godzilla's death. Oh they, yeah, he, he he get they. Well, no, uh, yeah. So they they have another helicopter chase. Yeah, we this forgot time, about the second helicopter chase. There's a helicopter they, chase between um, Nick Dittopoulos' firing and, um, in movie order, between his firing and him getting in the cab, whereas I think in the movie they're supposed to take place at the same time. They decide to do the same thing again where they leave out fish, uh, and then he comes for said fish. Um, but there's yeah, no Matthew and, and Roderick they, there to say that's a lot of fish. So he doesn't stick around. He tries one away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they all shoot at him. And there's a great scene. It's like out of a comedy movie. Um, Godzilla runs past the camera, and then about seventy-five helicopters fly out. Unironically, not even as a joke. There's probably fifteen or twenty of them. No, genuine. And they 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 just fly out from the buildings and start diving towards him. They're just bobbing uh, and weaving around each other. It's 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 incredibly bad. I uh and like, and then they they Godzilla dives into a building. He does that really nice little cute arm tuck and like he you know if he was in the Olympics, he'd probably have gone uh, eight or nine out. Oh, me. absolutely. Uh, you know, barely any splash. Uh, but then, yeah, so then so, a guy comes in and he's like, now the Navy's time is here. And like, they they shoot submarine missiles at each other and the submarine missiles hit another submarine or the same submarine. I don't know. I kind of zoned out at this point because the movie just gets like a blur of explosions. This is when I fell asleep, by the way. I, I went back to this point, but this is this is around the time I fell asleep. Yeah, and it it's just a blur of CGI mess. Yeah, uh, and and Godzilla dies. Yeah, they I, they I think that, that they get Godzilla, and they're like, we've got him. Uh, so then then Nick, Nick French guy, Animal, Audrey, and like two other disposable people, uh, <laughs> sneak into Madison Square Garden, and they they find Nick finds three eggs, and he goes, oh, there's three eggs in here, and then one of them goes, there's a lot more than three. And Nick just very slightly looks to the left and sees about 50 <laughs> minutes more. And this is the main hero of our story. And he can't do that. <laughs> there are so many eggs and he only sees three. <laughs> there is literally about an egg for every seat in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and, and then the eggs hatch right as they get there. Yeah, they right as they get there. Like, not even just like, like, they're... they're trying to set stuff up and they start hatching no no as soon as they step foot bang the eggs crack open and then it becomes jurassic park for like 20 minutes yes uh 
and they get chased around by really bad CGI animals and occasionally animals that are just guys in really big rubber suits that look ugly. Yeah, and it's uh, such a difference between the rubber suit. Um, they're velociraptors. They're the Jurassic Park velociraptors. We can just call them that. The, it, yeah, it's I, such a huge difference between the rubber suit raptors and the CGI raptors, and it's so unbelievably distracting. And then they bomb ter- the place. Yeah, um, they're... they're then they find a news broadcast, and Audrey gets her dream because she has to be a news anchor for some reason, uh, because they they understand script writing, I guess. Um, All right, we're back. Had to pause it. Uh, somebody was at the door. That's the the benefit of doing this one take. I'm just glad I had a break from this discussion because it hurts. Um, so where were we? <laughs> uh, uh, they 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 were recording a news outing. In Madison Square Garden, so that they could get the, the attention of the army, so that they can tell the army to bomb the place because they didn't have enough bombs for it. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Then, the, the classic, then, please bomb Madison Square Garden scene, which does yeah. lead to my favorite explosion in the movie because it's one of those classic Roland Emmerich uh, explosions, which that's the one thing he does really well is he blows stuff up really well. Um, so I did like that. Uh, as much as I hate to praise anything in this movie, which I've praised several things, um, as much as I hate to, I did like that explosion a lot. Um, it yeah, reminds me of the that, White House explosion from Independence Day. I love the destruction in this, like the the Chrysler building when it gets destroyed, and uh, the, this explosion, like, is genuinely really good. Yeah, and it's just a shame because there's not more of it in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's like I said, it's it's the. It's this movie's equivalent of the the, or I guess that'd probably be the Chrysler Building, but of the um, the, what's it called? Oh, the the White House from Independence Day. Like it's it's the equivalent of that, um, which is great because I love that scene in Independence Day. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, right, I think everyone's favorite scene. Just look, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's like it's super cool and it's visceral and it it's shocking, like genuinely. Um, so for that reason, I, I was excited to see it. Um, yeah, and in so this movie, it was great. It was it was genuinely, it was genuinely neat. And then they make it stupid um, because that should have been the end of the movie. That should have been where this movie finishes, but it's not because Godzilla's back from the dead, everybody. Yeah, Godzilla can turn invisible. That's the only other explanation. Dude, I have no because he was in the river, dead, floating, uh, wrapped in plastic, and all of a sudden. He's alive, and not only is he alive, but he's 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 underneath Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they they explain earlier like he uh, burrows underground. Yeah, they they explain earlier that he like digs through the tunnels, um, and like he can be under there. But I feel like you can. Josh, hold you on, because we're you're 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 wasting your stupid on this, but we're about to get to the stupidest chunk of the movie. So I need you to I need you to calm down, buddy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then Godzilla appears. She finds it, it finds all of its children dead, uh, <laughs> and so they go, we run, and they get in a cab and they start <laughs> driving away. And Godzilla chases them. Um, it, and like Godzilla assumes that Matthew Broderick and friends killed his babies. Killed, yeah. And so they get in a cab, and apparently this Godzilla is supposed to be like two, be able to run like two hundred miles per hour, and he is really fast in earlier scenes in this movie. But here he can't outrun a cab. Yeah, and like they they have to try and evade him in a lot of ways. And at one point they get stuck in a tunnel, uh, and there's there's actually a kind of like smart part where Matthew Broderick throws out the the cab's serial number to the army guy, and the army guy uses that to deduce. I say I said it was smart, and I'm saying it now, and I'm realizing it's really not. Uh, the the army guy uses that to deduce what radio frequency he's on, so they use that to talk. And I'm thinking, like, I thought that was okay in the movie, and now I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing that that's a lot of leaps to make for both sides. Yeah, well, the um, fact that he assumed that he would understand that is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just said, I just thought, why'd you chuck this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? The plate? Huh? What? <laughs> How did he know that it was Matthew Broderick in the car to begin with? Um, and so they back yeah. into the tunnel and get on the radio frequency and the guy and says, like, you need to get him out in the open. And so they take him to the suspension bridge. But before we get there, Godzilla well, uh, eats the cab. 
Well, no, I was going to say, before he gets there, it's even stupider because they go, uh, he like, they have to try and get out of the tunnel oh, yeah. and go the way. And he goes, like, you got high beams? Wait, no, sorry. You got high beams on this thing? Does this thing have high beams? <laughs> and he, like, Gene Reno's like, ah, oh, you've done it, man. You've done it again. <laughs> and so, The smartest just, man I have ever met. High beams. <laughs> they drive at Godzilla and they turn on high beams and it doesn't even look like it hits him in the eyes. And they just, Godzilla winces from it. I'm thinking. Well, his eyes are on the side of his head. He's facing forward and the eyes are on the side of his head. How does it work? And also, they've spent most of this movie shining bright lights into his eyes. Like, he, and it's never affected him before. It's not like this is something they set up, right? No, they could have set it up easy. And all the other stupid things that they mention, they could have set up, like, sh- shown a spotlight at him and he it scares him and he runs away. Like, but no, he just. No. Doesn't like headlights? So, yeah, then then he, they drive into Godzilla's mouth. Uh, and <laughs> Which is it, so it, stupid. It, and then cameraman, whatever his name is, keeps animal. yelling, we're in his mouth. We're in his mouth. We're in his mouth. And it's like, we get it. Everybody knows that you're in his mouth. Everyone, <laughs> us as the audience, we can see it visually. We know uh, the, the the driver knows. Matthew Broderick knows. Everybody knows that you're in Godzilla's mouth. You've said it six <laughs> times now. Once was enough. Once was too many. And, yeah, and then Matthew Broderick has the brilliant idea of grabbing a live wire <laughs> and shoving it into his gums. Uh, I'm thinking that's just going to shock you, Matthew Broderick. And I really hope it kills you. I don't want you to be in this movie anymore. I don't want to watch Nick uh do anything. He's the worst character I've ever seen. Yeah, so then then they drive. Godzilla gets tangled up and they just shoot a bunch of rockets at him, which they spent the entire movie doing. Well, okay, no. they So, because I thought that from the last time I had seen this movie, so I watched for that this time. They never hit him with a rocket previously. They only hit him with like tanks and and normal machine gun fire. Oh yeah, you're right. The 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 much different edition. Well, of no, these are tanks. like big, big, big rockets. Um, and so it and it takes two rounds of the big rockets to kill him. So I kind of forgive that. Now, number one, killing off Godzilla in the movie was stupid, uh, and that is one of the Toho suggestions, uh, or one of the things Toho mandated, but they they didn't listen to, is that you can't kill off Godzilla. <laughs> You're not allowed to kill off Godzilla in this movie. Um, and they did. Uh, and and then there's... This is one of my favorite... It, it just so, sums up Roland Emmerich perfectly. As Godzilla's dying, the music is swelling, and you're supposed to have that moment where you feel bad. Like, what have we become? What have we as human beings become that we killed this poor creature? And they do that, and his eye closes slowly, and Nick Totopoulos is like going up to like touch his nose or whatever. And then it cuts and the crowd starts cheering like instantly. Like it's they're It's so jarring because they're back to back. It's like it's the what have we become moment followed by the the Ewok celebration song at the end of <laughs> of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Like and it's such a breakneck like swap. And it's so weird. But it sums up Roland Emmerich perfectly because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's seen these scenes both in different movies and he's like oh yeah we'll just put them back to back it's fine it makes sense well, it works there's a lot in this movie that just switches back and forth godzilla's size changes like 18 times oh yeah there's no consistency to his size there's one scene where a guy stands in front of his eye and it's literally his whole eye and then there's another scene where matthew broderick stands in front of his face and his eyes like the size of his head it, there is zero yeah. consistency yeah, no. there's zero tonal consistency uh when 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 matthew broderick is like hey uh uh I think he might be reproducing, and uh, Mayor Ebert makes a joke of like, oh, was he, the virgin dinosaur or something? And everyone laughs, and I'm thinking, there were so many people who are dead. <laughs> well, also, I don't know. I don't know. Which is, don't... like, that's a scene in Independence Day, too. Like, like uh, Will Smith and all of them are just joking and up and laughing, and I'm thinking, there were literally billions of people who have been killed by the aliens and their giant lasers, and you're laughing. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the movie you're laughing. You're laughing. People are dead, and Millions you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, and then then uh, the Gene Reno's like, "Yes, we're gonna remove some stuff from the tape, and we'll send it to your friends." Uh, and he walks off, and they ask who it was, and he's like, "Huh, he's an insurance investigator." 
and then they show like one egg and it hatches and then that's the movie and Which, i hate this movie the, so much the egg i do want to discuss the egg because the egg led to the best thing to come out of this movie, which was not G2, as they were hoping it would be. It was instead Godzilla the Animated Series, or Godzilla the Series, which is, I have some fond childhood nostalgia for, because it was one of the Saturday morning cartoons I grew up watching. It is better than this movie in every single conceivable way. Like, there is, like... It, it does all of the things that Godzilla should do that this movie failed to do. Godzilla, he fights other monsters. It's it's really creative. They they even go as far because Toho said, absolutely not. You are getting nothing from us. So they weren't allowed to use uh, a lot of the characters from Toho Godzilla. Uh, you couldn't use Mecha Godzilla, like none of that kind of stuff. So they just renamed them and made similar characters for that and it was really neat and and creative and a, a super fun show about the baby dinosaur uh, Nick Totopoulos goes back to Madison Square Garden he finds the egg and it bonds with him and then just like does everything he asks like it's to his beck and call um which is a neat idea and that was apparently supposed to be the plot of the sequel um well, okay so I, just, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because after this movie they had to do a lot of damage control for it uh, since since the movie is released, every single person involved in this movie, directors, writers, actors, have all said, yeah, this was an awful experience, and it came out completely... This is the worst turd I've ever worked on. Um, uh, they, Which is true. They're not, yeah, it, <laughs> they're not they're exaggerating. Not, this no. movie is so bad. It is the, uh, so bad. The, the writer, Dean Devlin, uh, who also made Geostorm, one of the best movies of all time... <laughs> Uh, he he's like he got interviewed about it afterwards, and he was like, "Yeah, we were actually in the sequels. Uh, Godzilla was going to turn into uh, the Godzilla that we know and love, which um, we've heard that before." <clears throat> That's always my <clears throat> least favorite excuse for a bad movie. It's like, "Well, no, we were going to do that in the sequels." It's like, "No, you weren't. You <laughs> no, weren't." No, you weren't. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they, they, there's no evidence of this whatsoever because every everything related to this got canned as soon as this movie released, basically. Except for the animated series, which is Except glorious. Except for the animated series. Now, I did want to say that there is one positive to come out of this movie, and that is it killed this Matthew movie, Broderick's career. No, no, he was in a he was in Daybreak, which uh, no one's going to watch. Like, I don't think many people know what Daybreak is. It's a Netflix show with zombies and teenagers and it's fantastic and i wish everyone watched it because i could we wish i wish i could have gotten season two um, yeah i i did like daybreak daybreak um, was great but no they, i wouldn't say this oh movie, he was in this... he was in jingle all the way no not jingle all the way what is the one with danny devito the christmas movie uh twins junior no it's it's a christmas uh, movie with danny batman DeVito. 89 batman returns there you go that's it uh no i i don't know um uh, but I, this movie is solely responsible in some ways for the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. You're going to have to, it's Deck the Halls, by the way, but you're going to have to elaborate a little bit. So after, after making this movie, uh, Sony realized that when they make an IP, uh, like when they start adapting other people's IPs, they need to get someone who really does care about the character and knows what they're doing because Ronan Emmerich completely destroyed all of this. And so that led to them uh, hiring Sam Raimi for the Spider-Man trilogy. If only they had kept that mindset when they went to hire Mark Webb. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I could not disrecommend this movie enough. I could not say enough times not to watch this movie. It is genuinely, unequivocally, one of the worst thing it's definitely the worst thing we've watched for the podcast yeah and we watched godzilla versus king kong 1962 we watched superman 4 the quest for peace and this is worse like so much worse this is not like one of those movies where it's like oh yeah it's bad but you can still shut off your brain and enjoy nope there's there's no enjoying this movie there's nothing to latch on to. It's the, the characters are boring. Godzilla is boring. The destruction is boring. The plot is boring. It's got a it's got a pretty good 90s soundtrack. 
Uh, it reminds me a lot of the the not the Burton Batman movies, but the the Schumacher Batman films, and I that like is, that. Uh, that is what Ronan Emmerich actually compared this to. He said that this was the Batman '89 to all of Toho's Godzilla's '66. That yeah, and I can see where he's coming from with that. Uh, but that he's would be what, like if if Batman '89 was bad. If Batman '89 was actually uh, uh, Batman and Robin, but worse i mean they're going for the gritty realism and that's fine do that if you want but it's just do it well don't roland emmerich shouldn't have been in charge of this movie that's the problem oh yeah well every every issue in this movie stems from roland emmerich and his 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 attitude towards filmmaking uh and his attitude towards existing ips particularly godzilla which was just oh i don't care about any of this i don't need any of this I don't need anyone's help. I'm just going to make my movie. And his movie is bad because his movie is a bunch of character stuff when he can't write characters. It's, it's, I don't even think it's his attitude towards existing IPs as much as his attitude towards hating audiences. Um, I don't know how you unintentionally make something this poor. And I, I say that with all sincerity. I don't know how you make something this bad on accident. See, so, you know, I know people, uh, they, they, they're all for director freedom, and they all think, uh, you know, uh, uh, studios stepping in and cancelling movies or forcing reshoots or anything like that, like, they, they think that's unjustified. This movie is the antithesis to that point. Yeah. This is a movie where the, the, the studio executives needed to come in and say, hey, no. Stop this. Yeah. Stop this right now. Make something good. There's a there's a story where they uh, a few weeks before the opening of this movie, they went to show it to the the executives at Toho um, to to so they could confirm everything to sign off in case they needed to redo some CGI and stuff. Maybe it was a few months either way. Um, so they showed this to the executives at Toho and the, the folks over at Toho sat in silence for a few seconds, and then turned to Roland Emmerich and said, can you come back tomorrow? And when they came back tomorrow, to the surprise of everyone involved, they said, yeah, just go ahead and release the movie. They have since come out and said, everything in it was so bad that we couldn't make any changes without just canning the movie. The design was so different that we couldn't say, hey, change the design without just canning the movie. Everything was so so bad and different that we couldn't make little changes. So we just had to bite the bullet and let them make it. Um, this version of Godzilla does appear later in Godzilla final wars, which I think came out in 2004, which I have yeah. seen and is a much more enjoyable movie than this. Uh, it's also bad, but it's more enjoyable. Um, well, it's, it, it, it's, it's got heart, which this movie severely lacks. Right. Uh, Godzilla final wars is the Avengers in game of Godzilla movies. Right, uh, it's just Godzilla versus a bunch of monsters and other versions from the past. Right, um, uh, and and it's got a great it's got a great scene where this monster, the the Godzilla from this movie appears, which I think they they called it just Zilla, because right. they're like this isn't a god, exactly. This yeah. is just a giant lizard, um, <laughs> uh, and so he appears, um, and Godzilla immediately tail whips him into uh, a building, and he dies. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Sydney Opera House. Yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's beautiful, and it's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, and I wish I could scrub it from the recesses of my mind. Yeah, it's so frustrating, and it's so... <sighs> like, I've seen... I've, somehow, I've seen worse movies, but it's rough. It's rough to try and pinpoint. Well, yeah. There's not many worse movies than this. There, there are plenty of movies that are significantly worse than this, there aren't as many movies that are as hard to sit through as this. Does 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 that make sense? Because there's nothing appealing about this movie. Even like movies that are worse than this, at least you can laugh at. And this movie, I just feel bad for everyone involved, including the CGI dinosaur that doesn't exist. It's 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 frustrating, but we we, we got to get out of here, Josh. We've I know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go watch Godzilla 2014 and uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters to like 
to at like a bath after this because I, I feel dirty. I'm gonna go and watch the second worst Godzilla movie to cleanse my palate. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna Google yeah. what is the list of worst Godzilla movies. Whatever is number two on that list, second to this one, I'm gonna watch that movie to make myself feel better. <sighs> I hate this movie. What do you want Can to I do next week, Josh? Let's 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 get off of it. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll review the good Godzilla vs Kong. <laughs> maybe yeah. All right. Well, this has been uh, this has been all for Simi Pro. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you're listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen, go ahead and drop us a review if you don't mind. It helps out the analytics of this thing, gets it in front of more people. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so very much for taking an hour or so out of your day to listen to us rant about a movie that's really bad. We will see you on the next episode of Simi Pro.